Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. The Broncos Blitz Podcast with Ronnie K. Presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app. The Broncos Blitz Podcast. News and analysis to help you be a better Broncos fan. Welcome to the Broncos Blitz Podcast. My name is Ronnie Court. You can follow me on Twitter at Ronnie K Radio. That's at R-O-N-N-I-E, letter K Radio on Twitter. We're today on the podcast presented by DraftKings, America's top-rated sportsbook. Zach Seeger is going to join me to discuss the Broncos. Going to go, well, take a step back and uh, look at these last two weeks, all the injuries, all the deficiencies, and maybe some of the things that they've done well, the Denver Broncos, that is, on offense, defense, special teams. So we'll get to that today on the podcast of course, want to remind you that the podcast is on, of course, many different locations from, well, Spotify, iTunes, MileHighSports.com, Spreaker, Stitcher, a lot of great places that you can check out this podcast, subscribe and follow. And then, of course, you could follow us on Twitter at Ronnie K Radio and Zach Seegers on Twitter joining me on the podcast. Zach, where can they follow you on Twitter and what can they read coming up on MileHighSports.com? Uh, find me on Twitter at Zach underscore Seegers. That's Zach with the C-H underscore S-E-G-A-R-S. And, uh, you know, I'll have a, a three up, three down, looking at the three best players and three worst players from the Broncos-Bucks game right after uh, the game is over up there on MileHighSports.com. And then uh, coming out on Friday, we'll have our round table where uh, you, Rich, uh, Doug and I uh, preview the upcoming Bucks game, and then I'll also have another game preview piece up on the website on Friday. And you know what? I'm glad you brought up the roundtable because let's bring up some of these questions. Let's let's give some people uh, an audio version of the roundtable, if you will, because you asked a couple questions, and essentially we all answered it in a uh, a little short little blur. But I do want to go in depth into some of these questions because you asked some good ones. And again, you'll find that article coming up on MileHighSports.com. The first question you asked is, can the Denver Broncos win games with Jeff Driscoll starting your answer would be yes they can win games you know we looked at him coming in to the Steelers game he's not uh expecting to start that game um uh, neither is the rest of the offense they haven't had reps with Jeff Driscoll in there all week you know um he comes in and they lose to what I think is honestly the third best team in the AFC Hmm. on the road uh by just five points And with a minute and a half left, they could have taken the lead in that game. Uh, This defense is still really talented. And uh, as much uh, flack as they're catching from um, Twitter people, uh, I think this coaching staff is great um, and is doing a good job of keeping the uh, Broncos in games. Um, It'll be hard. I don't think they'll win many games, especially with their uh, difficult upcoming schedule. But you look at games like the Jets, Dolphins, um, even this Bucks game, I, I, I think they have a puncher's chance. I think the one thing that I look at when I define, because everybody's going to ask, well, okay, what's your definition of winning games? Because, of course, the Denver Broncos can win games. Now, whether they actually do is another question. But the big question for me is, 
Can Jeff Driscoll win the Denver Broncos games that maybe otherwise they shouldn't? Okay. And of course, sports legalization. And we'll talk about our friends over there at DraftKings in a little bit. You know, they come out with odds and everything like that and all these different, um, you know, lines. Denver's not going to be favored in a lot of these games moving forward. Certainly not, obviously, favored against Tampa Bay. They're not going to be favored against New England or uh, probably the Dolphins, the Chiefs, Falcons, Las Vegas. They're not going to be favored against any of these teams. Maybe, maybe at the Jets. So now the question I ask is, can Jeff Driscoll win you a game against Tampa Bay? Can he win you a game against New England, the Chiefs? My answer to that is simply no. I, I, I just I, I appreciate everybody's optimism around Jeff Driscoll and how he did come in and for the situation, uh, coming in cold, uh, looked fairly okay. He only completed about 50% of his passes. Turnover really wasn't on him, and he did deliver some solid plays. I just don't think this is going to be on a consistent basis. This was also a Pittsburgh Steelers team more so preparing for Drew Locke in that offense. It changes a little bit with Jeff Driscoll. So I, I, I just don't see this being a consistent uh, quality play out of Jeff Driscoll because Jeff Driscoll is who he is. He's a journeyman backup for a reason. So I, I just don't see it continuing. Yeah, you know, I, I it's tough. I, I agree with you, but I also think, like, if they're not favored in that Dolphins game, you know, if that's a game they're not supposed to win, I wouldn't be surprised in the slightest if Jeff Driscoll won it for them. And, and he, that's not the right way to put it. I don't think he's going to be the one winning the game for them that they uh, maybe aren't expected to win. But I think they can win a game they're not supposed to um, with Jeff Driscoll playing a game manager role, and that know? may if, be that may be that, a, that may be the best way to describe it is you know is Jeff Driscoll actually winning them the game? Because I, I have to say, and I agree with what you said a little bit earlier, this is a Broncos coaching staff that I think has done a terrific job so far on defense, and maybe as expected. And I, I don't know if Vic Fangio is going to get the full credit he deserves because of the fact that look, everybody kind of looks at this defense and expects it to be good right it's uh you know just something that you just assume because he's a defensive guru but you do have to appreciate what they've done on defense because this is a very very good defense that has kept them in the game in both games in games that I would argue the Denver Broncos offense quite frankly lost them both games um obviously issues with injuries is certainly plagued a, a, a big problem for them. So uh, a bit of an excuse, not a total one, but certainly a big problem moving forward. Uh, Zach, on this roundtable, uh, you know, two weeks have gone by. I uh, want to talk about the, the positives, okay? Let's talk about some of these. Who has impressed you the most through two weeks so far for the Denver Broncos? Noah fan. You know, I, I think he's been fantastic. And, and it sucks the Broncos aren't going to be without Cortland Sutton this year. But I wouldn't be surprised if, you know, offseason of 2021, you and I are on here talking about how uh, Noah Fant is the Broncos' best offensive player mm. now, not Cortland Sutton. You know, I think he's looked phenomenal. Um, I think he's already up there among the best tight ends in the league after the catch. I think he's in that kind of elite um, tier in that regard uh, and, and he just he, he's playing bigger he's become more physical he's using uh, his, his incredible body and physicality and strength more and I think it's it's led to him just separating to some extent he's played fantastically and and I think uh, 
you know, that's going to be huge for the Broncos with Jeff Driscoll stepping in there, because if you have a great tight end like that, it can really help you out and make uh, your quarterback's life a, a heck of a lot easier. I'm going to go on defense for this one, although I agree with you. Noah Fan has been very impressive so far, and uh, might I just say, I don't want to dislocate my shoulder, pat myself on the back, but I think you were along with, for the ride with me when I said this. Be patient with Noah Fan, okay? Those rookie years for the tight ends, generally slower years, but they uh, are, well, you're starting to see that playmaking ability with Noah Fant. Uh, do want to notate Michael Ojemudia, and I know that there were times where Michael Ojemudia got burned, um, uh, did not look as great as we've seen in the Pittsburgh game, but for somebody who I think a lot of people expected nothing out of this year, quite frankly, and kind of got thrust into the position and all of a sudden now is covering some of the top wide receivers in the league, I actually think Michael Ojemuni has done a pretty terrific job, and Denver's getting a lot more value out of him, I think, than maybe I would have even expected throughout the entire season, and we're only two weeks in. Have there been some cons? absolutely but I think the pros have outweighed it so far yeah I, I couldn't agree with you more I'm so happy you said it honestly because uh, he, he's been terrific you know he's made some great 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 plays and then he's had some some bounces just not go his way you know kind of circling back to the Jeff Driscoll question Broncos probably win that game if he's able to you know reel in that interception one against the Steelers mm -hmm. and two if uh, the push off by Chase Claypool is called because on that deep play if you, if you watch it again it's not even debatable ticky tacky uh, it's a pretty clear shove on. yeah yeah it, fully extended arm it's it's a it's a PI um, that just wasn't called and that's going to happen sometimes but if more often than not refs are going to catch that they're going to penalize it and then on the defensive end, more often than not, he's going to catch that pass and make that interception. And honestly, looking at it, he had a, a big runway in front of him. He could have taken that, probably not to the house, but but for a big return. And so you go back and watch that play on film. The only thing you can critique, because he played the coverage perfectly, he played the ball perfectly. That's why he was breaking on the ball in perfect position like that. Um, the only thing you can critique is he didn't haul in the interception which, mind you, is a big critique, but it's like he, he played everything up until then uh, flawlessly. So And he did it again against the Titans. Mm. And there's been up and downs, but guess what? Rookie cornerbacks always have up and downs, just like rookie quarterbacks or rookie tackles. It's one of the hardest positions. Or rookie tight ends, circling back to that point you were just making as well. Cornerback is in that group of the hardest positions to transition from college to the pros uh, at. And I think Ojemudi has done a terrific job. I've been really, really impressed, even though he's had some bad moments. Speaking with Zach Seegers on the podcast today, you can read Zach's work at milehighsports.com. Of course, at milehighsports.com is where you can check out previous archives of this podcast. And, of course, on the many different locations, you could take this podcast on the go. Spotify, Spreaker, Stitcher, iTunes, milehighsports.com. And, of course, you know, on the podcast, we've been talking about betting. We were talking about it a little bit earlier. I'm not really sure how many times the Denver Broncos is going to be favored this uh, rest of the season. Certainly not favored against Tampa Bay. But, hey, you could turn a dollar into a hundred dollars by picking any team 
coming up. Here's the deal. Of course, week two now in the books. It's in the past. Okay, forget about it, Broncos country. Week three on the horizon, and after we've reviewed the tape, here's the deal. No better place than to get in on all the action with our friends at DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app, and week three coming up, of course, to add to the excitement, DraftKings Sportsbook bringing back their cannot-miss offer. Here's the deal. This is just a complete no-brainer. If you haven't tried DraftKings Sportsbook yet, head to the App Store now, download it because you don't want to miss all new users the chance to turn $1 into $100 when they bet on any team, okay? Any team. So that could be Denver, that could be Tampa Bay, that could be a whole other team elsewhere. Uh, in a major blowout, you could turn a dollar into $100, place a $1 bet on any team, and if that team wins, cash in a cool Benjamin. How can you pass that up? Seriously, it's a terrific deal. We're their friends over there at DraftKings Sportsbook. Don't worry if football isn't for you. Of course, DraftKings giving all MMA fans a great offer to use this weekend as well, too, with UFC 253. DraftKings, safe, secure, reliable, making it easy to deposit, easy to withdraw your money. Download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use the promo code MHS. But you got to use that promo code, promo code MHS, when you sign up to get that can't-miss offer. Pick any team during week three. Bet $1 on them to win $100 if they win. That's $1 to win $100 when you use the promo code MHS during sign-up for a limited time only. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook. you got to be 21 or older and in Colorado. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. And if you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. All right, let's do a little bit of gambling or prediction ourselves here. Uh, Zach, give me the key to the game coming up against Tampa Bay. How does the 0-2 Broncos fare against Tampa Bay, and how do they beat Tom Brady? You know, I think the key to this game, uh, I think there's a few big ones, but the one that really stands out to me is you've got to get the ground game rolling with Melvin Gordon. Um, and that's easier said than done. This Bucks run defense was easily the best in the league last year, and uh, it's early in this year. Uh, goes without saying, but they are the best run defense, again, it looks like. Um, Vita Vea is, is a tough guy to move up front. He's, he's a great athlete, and it's hard to run the ball on him. Um, and if the Broncos aren't able to run the ball in this one, you're putting all of the offense on the shoulders of Jeff, Jeff Driscoll, and I don't feel good about that. No, I don't feel good know, about that one either. <laughs> we said it on the podcast this summer after watching him in training camp. Like, if Drew Locke goes down, Broncos are screwed because Driscoll doesn't look good. Yes. You need to be able to lean on Melvin Gordon, and Melvin Gordon's looked good, but it's going to be a real challenge to get him going against this Tampa Bay run defense. And if they make the Broncos one-dimensional and lean on the passing game, which they very well could, we saw the Steelers kind of do that some last week, uh, it, it might be a long day for the Broncos. I'm looking at this as uh, the trenches in general. And, you know, we've talked about the trenches before, and, and it's almost cliche at this point, but it truly is uh, going to be a major factor because if you're the Denver Broncos, you on the offensive line have to play extra duty because you know you've got a weakness behind you at quarterback. And certainly the, the idea of giving Jeff Driscoll as much time as possible. I've said this before. Cornerbacks cannot cover an NFL wide receiver for 7-10 seconds. Okay, it's just not how it works in the NFL. So the hope is that you can get those wide receivers a bunch of time to make some moves, and Jeff Driscoll can deliver a clean ball if you give him time. And so this offensive line's really got to gear up, but maybe to kind of lead to your point, that may also include running the football. You mentioned that tough Buccaneers defense in giving up uh, very few opportunities 
to when it comes to running the ball against them, Denver has got to lock in and control the trenches because if they don't, boy, it could be brutal, brutal, brutal. I also see this as a real slim margin type game. So we'll bring it up as we always do. Turnovers, man. Uh, it just you cannot shoot yourself in the foot. I think it's absolutely critical. And uh, maybe I'll even use Vic Fangio's word himself: death by inches. Right? It means timeouts. It means clock management. It means turnovers. It means drops. It's hard enough to beat Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, but then you got to try to uh, beat. You're going to beat yourself. While beating Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, it just I, I don't see it happening. Denver's got to play a clean game. Absolutely. You know, that's the thing. Jeff Driscoll lowers the ceiling of what this offense can be uh, so much. You know, it's, it's just like uh, what you can expect out of this offense point-wise. You know, talent with Drew Locke, uh, maybe you can expect 30, 35, 38. If, if the Broncos need to score a ton of points, may, maybe they can do it. You have that faith. With Jeff Driscoll, you're crossing your fingers and hoping you can put up like 24, you know. So you can't lower that number even more and, and give your opponents a, a boosted offense by, you know, making those turnovers. It, it just will kill you. Uh, with a backup quarterback. And, and the paradox of that is a backup quarterback like Jeff Driscoll is much more likely to turn the ball over. So it's it's going to be very tough for the Broncos to uh, to win games during this stretch. I honestly wouldn't be surprised if uh, we see some Blake Bortles, uh, not this week, but in the coming weeks. Yep, Blake Bortles, of course, now... <laughs> <laughs> Going to be the backup for the Denver Broncos. That's quite interesting. Uh, P.J. Locke also promoted to the 53-man roster for the Denver Broncos. By the way, quick Broncos note elsewhere, uh, our good friend Todd Davis uh, ends up landing with the Minnesota Vikings. One-year deal back with Gary Kubiak, so obviously some connections there. Also connections here coming up this weekend with obviously former Broncos Shaq Barrett playing linebacker for Tampa Bay. Denver putting a couple players back on IR. It just seems like, gosh left and right Mark Barron to Marcus Walker to injured reserve for at least three weeks the Broncos now have currently eight players on IR how about this with a combined salary cap charge of 46.8 million dollars for 2020 that of course led by Von Miller's 25 million uh, just it, it has been an injury riddled season we're only two weeks I mean we're 20 days removed from what I think most people believed was going to be a 9-10 win team. And look, injuries will kill you, and particularly at the most important positions like quarterback, running back, wide receiver, edge rusher, cornerback. Did I, did I miss anything, Zach? I mean, it just it seems like it can't get worse, and then we turn the corner, and it gets worse. Yeah, it's, it's brutal. I, I will say this, though. I, I haven't given up hope yet just because it does seem like the coaching staff is fairly optimistic about when Locke can return. And if the Broncos are able to sneak a win against the, the Buccaneers and Patriots and we're, or I mean, Buccaneers or Patriots, and we were talking about it earlier in the show, no one's going to be expecting them to do that, nor should they. But if they're just able to sneak away with one of those wins that they, they probably shouldn't get, um, they can be two and three with drew Locke back in the lineup, you All know, right. and, and, and with a lot of young offensive talent around him and Vic Fangio coaching the defense up, I think playoffs are, are, are a long shot. But uh, I wouldn't be surprised at all if the Broncos can still be a fun competitive team down the stretch because that schedule gets easier. 
Uh, this team should be healthier, you'd think, uh, minus Sutton and Miller, of course, who aren't coming back. Um, but uh, I, I don't know. I, I think there's still reason uh, to be at least a, a little hopeful. Yeah, you know, I think the big thing that uh, more than anything I think Broncos country wants to see is is make this team just simply fun and competitive, you know? And uh, I, I think Broncos fans can understand the bottom line that, look, when you lose your quarterback, running back, wide receiver, we talked about the position. They've lost everybody. They Arguably, they've lost their five best players. I mean, it really is true. So I think you can understand when you say this is not a team that's going to win these games against Tampa Bay or against, you know, Kansas. I mean, they probably weren't going to win that game against Kansas City anyways. But as long as you don't fall into that realm of getting blown out by 30, right? Because that, that to me was the big thing that really killed Vance Joseph is Vance Joseph, while had a competitive roster, this was a team that was getting throttled by 30 against Philly, getting embarrassed by division rivals. You just simply can't have that. Denver probably had no business being in that Tennessee and Pittsburgh game, but yet the defense and this team has not obviously quit on the coaching staff, and so thus a very competitive game in both sides, in which you mentioned a little bit earlier in the podcast. Look, Jeff Driscoll engineers one drive. Denver takes the lead with, what, two minutes left against Pittsburgh? So certainly, you know, seeing them be competitive, I think, is is really critical for this team. They need to get off the schneid. We'll see if they do it against Tampa Bay. Should be interesting. 225 of course here in Denver on Sunday and quite frankly a interesting one indeed is Tom Brady comes back to Denver one of the I, I if I remember correctly still remains the only team that he has a losing record against that would be Denver and uh, Tom Brady coming back to Denver in a Buccaneers it's just still weird it's just strange Tampa Bay Buccaneers uh, here in Denver on Sunday and again 5,000 plus people in the stands for the Denver Broncos we'll see how loud they can get maybe a thousand more uh, cutouts as well too Zach where can they follow you on Twitter, and uh, what do you got coming up here on MyLifeSports.com? Uh, they can find me on Twitter at Zach underscore Seegers. That's Z-A-C-H underscore S-E-G-A-R-S. And uh, coming up on My High Sports, I've got a game preview piece coming out on Friday, as well as that uh, round table with all of us coming out on Friday. And then uh, on Sunday, right after the game, I'll have a three up, three down, looking at the three best players, uh, excuse me, and the three worst players from the game. Terrific stuff. Zach, we appreciate you as always. Thanks for joining the podcast. Thanks for having me, Ronnie. Appreciate it. All righty. Good to have Zach Seegers, as always, join the program. Uh, we appreciate his time. Of course, on the Broncos Blitz podcast, you can text us. Uh, or I, I should say tweet us uh, at Ronnie K Radio. No texting. Okay. You can email, however, Ronnie K at MileHighSports.com. That's Ronnie K at MileHighSports.com. Fill the invoice, uh, fill the inbox with all your rants and raves about the Denver Broncos, and I will read them on the podcast. So we appreciate you tuning in. In it is a podcast presented by DraftKings, America's top-rated sportsbook. It is via MileHighSports.com, and of course, again, you can follow on Twitter and interact, and hopefully, you live tweet with me this Sunday as the Denver Broncos and Tampa Bay Buccaneers get going. Uh, two o'clock, uh, two twenty-five there, and look, five thousand people in the stands. Maybe it gives a little bit of home field advantage for the Denver Broncos, who's certainly looking to get off the schneid and uh, pick up a win. 
the first one of the year and a one that Denver is desperately seeking. The Broncos Blitz Podcast, presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook. Appreciate you tuning in. Again, you can find this podcast and archives of it uh, on the many different locations that you can download, follow, give five stars on the podcast at Spreaker, Stitcher, iTunes, Spotify, MileHighSports.com. Again, for more info on the Denver Broncos, written or archives of this podcast, check out MileHighSports.com. That's MileHighSports.com. Later, y'all. To listen to previous versions of the Broncos Blitz podcast, visit milehighsports.com or subscribe to the Broncos Blitz wherever you get your podcast. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus. You can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.